Debbie, don't ever run away from us. You know, I want to find my puppy. Where did you find the new dog, baby? In a big place. In a big place? Where, Debbie? There was a big, dry place. It was so dark, but I wasn't afraid of the dark. I had all kinds of funny people in it. Where is the place, Debbie? Over here, Daddy. Welcome to your worst nightmare. The podcast where all your deepest fears and your darkest desires become reality. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Silver Emotion Podcast. everybody welcome to another episode of the uh, silver emotion podcast my name is will and uh, always once again with me uh, is steven hello everybody <laughs> as if they're gonna like reply back you know M- well, maybe they will maybe maybe at home maybe 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 whenever <laughs> i say that they just go hi steven <laughs> perhaps perhaps you know like a kindergarten class <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> We should just have a little pause there for them to give a response, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that. Let's try to remember that. <laughs> there we go. Or not. Whatever. It'll it'll happen or not as <laughs> by next the universe week, dictates. God, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I'm gonna remember by next week, but Right. Uh so today we're we are gathered here to Talk about uh, the Hong Kong movie from 1985 that was a smash hit called Mr. Vampire. Yeah. It's a fun title. <laughs> it is It is a fun it title. It makes me think of like Mr. Rogers <laughs> with the vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Vampire. Just educating the kids in the neighborhood. Yeah. It, it works. <laughs> hey, Sesame Street pulled it off. So it yeah. Count. Yeah. Well, if you like this title... Um, You'll be happy to know that there's many of these Mr. Vampire movies um, with such titles as Mr. Vampire 2. Ooh, <laughs> so creative. And there's, those go on for a while. I think there's four or five just oh, numbered wow. ones. And oh. then there's like new Mr. Vampire. <laughs> and like had to reboot it. Mr. Vampire 1992. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a whole big series of these. Yeah. Um, not all starring the same people. Sometimes the the main guy uh, is is in them. Sometimes he's not. Sometimes uh, you know they shuffle it all around. Most of them are directed by the same guy, Ricky Lau. Uh, and I've never seen any of his movies, so this is the first time I've seen uh, this. Also, all right, wow. So here we are again. I, uh, I, I noticed Sam Hung was producer or something of he it. He was. He he was the producer. His his company Boho, mm-hmm. 
Uh, they show the, the logo to yeah, that. Yeah, I saw that. I'm like, Boho, wow. Yeah, that's, that's one of his companies that he had that made movies for Golden Harvest. Um, Boho is... Uh, Sammo Hung's full name is Hung Kambo. Uh, so there's the bow. And then the the other guy that he formed it with is a producer named Leonard Ho. <laughs> Boho. Well, there you go. <laughs> um, so this movie, I mentioned it was a smash hit. It was number five at the uh, yearly box office in Hong Kong. Oh. The four movies above it were all featuring Jackie Chan. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. <laughs> Um, two of them were Sammo Hung movies also. So, oh, wow. So, so Sammo Hung was, uh, you know, <laughs> kicking ass at the box office yeah, in Hong Kong. The, uh, Hong Kong people make a lot of movies. They just <laughs> they do. They, churn them things out. They crank them out. Um, so this was a big hit. And uh, now we are here to decide if it was a big hit for us. <laughs> <laughs> well, so what do you say? Um, it's, I was, I was kind of fascinated by it because I've always been, uh, a fan of Darkstalkers, the video game, okay. Capcom fighting game, kind of okay. their, not Street Fighter, but yeah, it might as well be, but with kind of, they, they would, they took, uh, like traditional horror monsters so there was, as their fighting game characters for that game. So okay. You have, you have a mummy, you have a Frankenstein monster, you oh, have okay. a vampire, and you have well, a, shit. you have a zombie and little creature from the lagoon kind of thing. They oh, just wow. took all these like classic oh, that's monsters. Cool. And one of them is a Jiangxi, which is uh, the vampire type creature that we've yes, got here, the, the hopping vampire. So Chinese hopping vampire. And yes. uh, their, their little uh, hopping vampire character is one of my favorites from that game. So okay. I was, I was fascinated <laughs> to see a different representation of them. Is he in the full, like, uh, uh, funeral yeah, yeah, dress? Yeah, it's, it's actually a, it's a woman, so it's, so it's a female okay. vampire. But yeah, she's dressed like that. She's got the, the goofy hat. The little hat and everything. And okay. the big, the, the robes. Um, wow. She's got the, the little, like, face spotches. Yeah. So she's got, huh. like, this pale blue skin, but then she's got, like, the, the circle, rosy-colored makeup stuff on her cheeks. And she the, hops around. She does hop around. Wow. So... If you just do her normal walk, she just sticks her arms out and kind of oh, cool. hops towards oh, people. Oh, man. I wish I played that. Yeah. I, that was one of those games that I knew about. <laughs> and they put some of those characters into the Marvel versus Capcom games. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, that's all I knew of them. And I don't remember who was in those games. But, but uh, if I, yeah, if I had known, geez. Yeah. I didn't and know it was like a horror themed game or anything. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's totally based on old, like, wow. horror themes and stuff. Well, so. shit. I really I missed out. Yeah, yeah, you missed out on that one. I wow, mean, I had a lot of fun with that game. So, yeah, her her name was Senko. All right, which is weird because that in, they changed her name in English to Senko. So I don't know why they changed her name from an Asian name to another Asian name. What I, I don't know. Whatever. Capcom's weird. Hmm. But I guess her name in Japanese was Lele. Lele. Okay. So I don't know, but. Yeah, she had a really weird story because she's like two characters combined. They were like twin sisters, and I guess her twin sister got turned into the the foo the the yellow, uh, uh, like ticket not ticket the little scroll oh, thing yeah. that they 
subscribe on. Okay. The, and the so she's got that paper. glued to her forehead. Yeah. Like the, like the Zhang Shi do in the beginning of this movie. Right. And so that's apparently her sister got turned into that. Oh. And it's. Okay. It, I, yeah. I, <laughs> Capcom does not make good stories. We'll say that. <laughs> they make, well, I like it. I mean, I'm, they, I'm they on make, board, but. They don't explain themselves very well, so right. that's the best I can interpret of what so is going on. Twin sisters, one yeah. hopping vampire, one uh, Taoist uh, <laughs> sacred paper yeah, spell. Yeah, that little yellow sheet of paper that just... So she's usually got that on her forehead, Wow! and then she has some like, power-up mode where it pops off and transforms into her sister who stands in the background dancing around, <laughs> and it like gives her some kind of armor or something. Wow. And... Uh, and she actually kind of wears the, the her sister's. I don't think it's the same thing, but it's kind of similar to um, what the uh, the leader in this movie is wearing when he's in his like formal yellow yeah. uniform with the big goofy hat thing that he's yeah, got. Yeah, yeah. She's kind of dressed like that in the background. That's the standard uh, Taoist priest sort of supernatural. Yeah, I don't think she she doesn't have exactly that, but it's something that's similar a little, enough, a little yeah. reminiscent of it. Yeah, right. So it's kind of like. I don't know. Like the seal has been broken. And yeah, she's, yeah, yeah. She's now. That's cool. Or maybe it's like because you've got the other guy who's like controlling the at the end of the movie. Yes. He's got the bell and he's like he's controlling them. Yeah. So it's maybe more like that where her sister pops out to it's, help her. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. So well, I'm not. I'm not sure. How, like again, Capcom does not explain itself. Right. <laughs> right. It's just like it's also basing this off of these ancient like legends and stuff. So yeah. it kind of ties in there somehow <laughs> well and this movie mr vampire is the movie that like totally popularized it in hong kong in in media so like before this movie there was literally almost no hopping vampire movies hmm. there was a sam hung movie called encounters of the spooky kind <laughs> um a few years before this that that has some and that's thought of as like the true first movie but it didn't catch on until mr vampire went like hmm. nuts so everybody loved it and then wow. like there was actual sequels there were rip-offs and spin-offs and right. all kinds of stuff like that started a whole genre right <clears throat> And I forgot what the fuck. <laughs> and there's no point to the story. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, the point was just that uh, this is the it was popularized it. with Mr. Vampire. And so then Darkstalkers is like that would have been late 90s, 90s yeah, probably. Because that was, I remember. Maybe mid-90s. Maybe mid-90s. came out or something. That makes sense. Because I got the third one. That's the one that I played a lot oh, of. Oh, there's multiples. Was, yeah, they made three of them. Oh. And I think that one was 97. Oh, okay. So. I thought maybe, there was just the one. I didn't, I had no idea. No, I mean, and they keep getting weird names too. So one, like, I think this the second one was called Vampire Hunter. And okay. And then the third one was Vampire Savior. And then like, but then they got different releases where they were just Darkstalkers 1 to 3. And it was, just, I don't know. They had, huh. there's, there's weird name confusions with that series. I'm not sure what the hell's going well, on. That's weird. I just thought there was the one, but I didn't know what. I like, I knew there was an arcade game. Yeah. And I didn't know anything beyond that. Yeah. I wound up getting, I think the first time I played it was just the arcade of the third one. 
referred to as Vampire Xavier by the on the arcade is what okay. I called it. And then I was searching actual for, arcade. Yeah, the actual arcade cabinet. Wow. And so that's when I first saw it, and I was like, "Oh, hey, I like this game." Yeah. And so I started trying to find it on a console, and eventually found it on PlayStation One, and and as Darkstalkers Three. On oh, the okay. It was pretty. Okay. It's the pretty much the same game. So I'm like, I don't really. I mean, it's. It's a weird series trying huh. to track down the different versions of the different games. Weird. The Capcom only th- always does that too. Like you have Street yeah. Fighter Two, and there's like twenty versions. <laughs> right, of it, right, like right. God knows what. <laughs> but there, the only thing I could think of was was that I believe there was one on the Saturn, and that was the only thing that I could think of like related arcade. And I think there was a Saturn one, but yeah, I didn't maybe. know it was it was a third one. Jeez. Yeah, they they made three of them. Wow. And then and then kind of stopped. And then I guess a few years back they did like an HD version of okay. it that you could like download. Yeah. Maybe even find it on Steam. I don't know, but it was like downloadable on Xbox Live and whatnot. And well, yeah, maybe that is on Capcom is pretty uh, PC friendly these days. Yeah, I think well, they I'll were. Check that out. I think they were using that as like a testing ground to see if like there was enough audience for a, another game, another proper game, rather yeah, yeah. than just a, a graphics upgrade to right, just right. like actually make a new game in the series and i guess it didn't sell enough but fighting games in general i feel like with arcades dying like i feel like fighting games are an arcade sort of a thing they've i think they've kind of they've kind of come back as just like an online thing that's true there is online fighting but i don't know i just there's something about the arcade but i don't know as far as i'm aware like Street Fighter Four and Five both did really well, and the newer true. Marvel those are those versus 3D Capcoms, ones, yeah. yeah, the newer like, and those have just been within the past four or five years or something. So. Yeah, and so they've been they've been doing well off of it. I mean, they haven't stopped making them, or yeah, it doesn't seem to be a genre that's going away. You know, the right, games right. are still coming out yeah. for it, yeah. and. Lots of weird little third part, like not Capcom, but other companies are still yeah. putting out games like it. So they put out like Mortal Kombat still, and they do yeah, Injustices, still... the yeah, DC yeah, the, fighting, yeah, the superhero one that is really a bad fit for the uh, creators of Mortal Kombat. I have to say, but <laughs> doesn't quite match up for me. But I thought it was fun. I played that first Injustice game. Yeah, I just mean stylistically, you've got bright colorful you know dc comics superheroes like superman and wonder woman and then you got like the guys who make mortal Kombat doing it it's just like (laughs) i thought they did a pretty good job i mean i know what you're saying but i feel like they were going more like because the all the new movies now are like muted colors and all that 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 stuff that is true so i feel like it was part of that that it might be media (laughs) like keep all things on the same like gritty plane or whatever yeah that is true so maybe it's not that far off but why i mean if you don't like it you don't like it yeah and 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 i would prefer a superman like christopher reeve where it's just like bright ass colors and yeah saving the day so yeah and that and i think that's kind of what because um marvel does their stuff with capcom so you have all the Marvel superheroes yeah, yeah. in this, these fighting games where they are a lot brighter. And, right, and right. More. Yeah, they're not reimagined. Right, they're just transplanted in. Although they yeah. are kind of uh, 
movie styles, I guess. But, oh. but the Marvel movies are also not that dark, gritty route that DC right. tries to go. A lot around, closer so. to the comics, yeah. Um, so I guess there's that. But there's also just, I've never liked Mortal Kombat. Oh, I just shit. don't like So it's like, I've... <laughs> I just don't really like I would have just What about the 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 movie Mortal Kombat? <laughs> the the 90s movie. I don't I never saw that. You never saw it. Oh, well. Cuz I never liked Mortal Kombat. Oh, well. So I was like Mortal Kombat. <laughs> well, maybe the movie will will uh endear Mortal Kombat to you with May- its maybe with its dope techno score. <laughs> <laughs> I, even I couldn't get away from that, but <laughs> that that opening one, Mortal Kombat, yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah! <laughs> even I can't get away from that, but <laughs> yeah, that penetrated pretty deep into right. culture. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just I don't know. I mean, Injustice it's an okay game. I was yeah, but not what I like in a fighting game. So I I, I like more of that Capcom style. Right, so. right. I would have been happier if uh, DC had done it through Capcom. But as I understand it, um, DC is now kind of basically owned by Warner Brothers. Yeah. And I believe NetherRealms is also owned by Warner Brothers. So okay. it's just kind of like they're a part of that same company family. They're all good. So right. obviously they're they're the game developer that yeah, Warner okay. Brothers owns. So obviously they're going to be doing yeah. Warner Brother properties. So I would like to see them kind of... Uh team up with capcom or something yeah yeah i mean and i guess partially it would just would have been fun to have a capcom do it because then they theoretically could have done a marvel versus dc fighting game right that's what i was thinking yeah. and that would have been a lot of fun right and, but oh well hmm. too bad so sad all right so let's uh Bring this around to Mr. Vampire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We should probably talk about the movie a bit more. We've, we've hardly introduced it, other than that there are hopping vampires in it. So there's hopping vampires. This is a this is a true fact about this movie. Yeah, they do hop. They do hop. I, I don't know how much blood they drink, but they they do kind of they do kind of bite at people's necks. So they do, and and like the one guy that the that the the unearth. The corpse it turns into a vampire and then it kills that guy and it's like big uh right bites right. on his neck that he yeah it was like his fingernails though like he was stabbing him with his fingers that's true yeah but he was also biting so yeah, i, so I took it as, so, as like he was uh yeah, it's, it's biting stabbing yeah but there is also this other uh, vampire-ish thing of him like sleeping during the day yeah, he's like he's stronger at night. Yeah, they're, they're like, busts out at night. Yeah, yeah, and and he was telling the the police guys like, no, oh, you better find him now. It's the daytime. He'll be weaker. Go, go yeah, find yeah, him now. Yeah. He's probably hiding somewhere dark. He'll he'll be weaker during the day. Go and this right. is the time to do it. You know. <laughs> so some so, of those. So there is some similarity to right, uh, which is why I guess it gets called vampire, even though it's kind of its own mythical creature it definitely is but um i think in chinese culture they refer to them as vampires so it's just their yeah their version their particular kind yeah i think that's why like even even uh english folks such as ourselves uh (laughs) english speaking will sometimes just call them jengshi and like instead of saying vampires and it's inferred that oh you're talking about those kind of vampires right right. them hopping guys yeah so from what i've heard 
at least in terms of like ancient history and how the the myth or legend okay. became what it is. All right, is that they go. are they are in uh, rigor mortis. Okay, and so they can't move their limbs. All right, that makes so they, sense. So they can't move their legs, so they can't walk. They have to kind of they have hop, to hop, and okay. that's why their arms are kind of stuck out. They're just yeah. they're stuck out. They can't move. So they're just kind of in this weird kind sense. of state. And so I was kind of paying attention to the explanations to try and yeah and see what it was talking about. And and so the one guy gets turned into or he's turning into it and they're trying to stop the poison from spreading. Yeah. So like dance around and move because your your uh, blood will harden and turn yeah, into yeah, stone yeah, yeah. otherwise. And I was thinking, okay, that's kind of like this this rigor mortis thing. Right, but. right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, and that makes sense too for another point in the grand series of of Mr. Vampire. A few years ago, they made a an homage movie starring a couple of guys that are in Mr. Vampire called Rigor mortis. Oh, so that <laughs> hey. makes sense. I never knew why it was called rigor mortis. I never connected the two. So uh, there we go. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Now, now I just don't know why they're frozen with their arms straight forward. Right. Normally now, you would not be in a coffin like that. The, yes. Yes. But it, well, and they're not. Their shoulders must be fine because when they're yeah, just standing so. fine, yeah. they're they're they yeah, got they're their arms kind of, down. As soon as you take it away and they start hopping, they put them out. Yeah, so there's, I guess their ankles and their shoulders work fine. And <laughs> yeah. their jaws. Because that's true, they can hop. And yeah, they can. there's some finger manipulation going on as well. Yeah, but it, it, is, it is part of the larger worldwide cultural uh, representation of uh, the lack of understanding of death from ancient times. Of trying, okay. to, trying to explain what is going on with death and what happens to people who die and weird things like that. So Wow. I like this. I, I think I the... heard something about more Western vampires like that uh, mythology kind of first started in, I think it was during the Black Plague. Okay. And they'd, where they would just, they'd have all these bodies and they couldn't bury them under the ground and, and just forget them. There was just too many. Yeah. And so they would actually have these just mounds of corpses around and, and they would have, you know, and they'd come back the next day to throw some more bodies on there and they'd see a corpse that was bloated. And okay. they're like, and it's like coming out of their mouths. Yeah. And so the shroud over their face has like this blood all over the mouth. And they're like, there's blood all over its mouth and it's bigger and fatter. Like it just ate a big meal or something. Um, it must have gotten up and drank someone's blood and come back to sleep. Or so. And okay. so there was kind of this like trying to figure out what is going on because the body does weird shit when it dies. Yeah. Yeah. And so a lot of it is just, uh, derives from this lack of understanding in right. ancient times of what was going on and well shit so That's the jiangshi cool. is kind of the chinese interpretation of weird things that happen with dead bodies and uh, yeah wow that's awesome so i uncovering I, the mythology yeah i always love the weird little origins of myths yeah that's so, awesome. I mean, obviously all of that is theoretical we didn't have people like documenting yeah, that yeah but, but that makes sense i mean yeah. if not then at some point around, you know, it sounds plausible. I don't know. It makes good enough sense to me. So yeah. I, I'm willing to accept it. Well, uh, yeah. Lay it down here on the podcast. It's fact. <laughs> it happened. Yeah. It, we know. We, t- right, we took a right. time machine. Time machine back. watched yeah. it happen. Ticked <laughs> off the check boxes. 
became the origin of UFO stories when somebody saw <laughs> us doing it. And... <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a little bit of the cultural background, I guess. What little yeah, I know of the cultural well, background. You know more than me. I, I just was like, I don't know. They're just hopping because they're hopping. And... Yeah, I think I looked all this up a while ago back when uh, just from Darkstalkers just looking at uh, Senko and being like, what the hell is going on with this character? Okay. And just kind of looked farther into that. and So this was stuff I already kind of had going into this movie. Okay, okay. I think it was it was one of the reasons I kind of picked this one over um, the other one we were talking about. Yeah, yeah. Just because I was like, oh, Hopping Vampire movie. Yeah. That's, I, like, I like the Hopping Vampires. I, I should check that out. <laughs> <laughs> so when you, like in the past before I presented this, you knew that there were Hopping Vampire movies though, um, right? I mean, I guess I hadn't known specifically that. Oh, there are hopping vampire movies. I mean, I guess it it makes sense. It follows that it's a a traditional yeah, yeah. Chinese kind of uh, creature, so it makes sense that there would be movies of it. But specifically as a popular thing, I didn't really know okay much about it beyond just, the fact that Capcom had it, it was popular enough that Capcom took the idea and yeah. ran with it. So they're not the first there's uh there's actually an nes game based on this movie Ooh. <laughs> called called in the in the u.s uh phantom fighter oh crap <laughs> i think just the other day i like i was reorganizing all the crap in my room and i had some old comic book that has an ad on the back of it i just picked up this comic book. It was phantom fighter oh really got, oh, cool. I, I hadn't made that connection but now that you mention it the pictures of them were very much like the the hopping vampires yeah. that he was fighting. so in in japan or whatever i think it's actually just called mr vampire um but over here they you know we don't know who but the hell mr vampire is so right they mm-hmm. renamed it so yeah there you go <laughs> Now, now I'll have to track down that game. I have it. If you want, if Ooh. you have a uh, NES, we can, we can. Um, I'll hunt it down. I don't remember where I put it, but it's around here somewhere. <laughs> Special. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I don't really know where to go with this movie. Um. I enjoyed it. It is fun. Yeah. yeah. Um. I, I don't know that it would have been my. In the top five movies of that year, but for me personally. But. For you personally. Well, um, this is just but it was Hong Kong movies. Yeah. I yeah. like when I when I look at the the listings for the box office, they have just Hong Kong movie listing and then they have a listing of just foreign movies and then they have both of combined, those combined. Yeah. And so I only ever just look at the the Hong Kong movie one, right? So now is that like Western movies and when it's combined, is that like what it was doing in Hong Kong or yeah, yeah, worldwide? yeah? Okay, no, okay. this would just be the Hong Kong box office. So like I don't know where Back to the Future or whatever else was right. coming out in '85, and whether the stuff coming out in '85 in the U.S. came out in '85 in Hong Kong. It, might it have probably taken a year or it something probably to... did, it probably it's usually around the same time. Um. But I don't know. But anyway, just in terms of Hong Kong movies, this was number five. Number five, Super Smash hit. Yeah. Um, and I can see it as like because as you said, this is kind of the the one that made it happen. That right. There there was maybe a film or two that were quiet beforehand, but as the the kind of the originator of yeah a genre, so to speak, I can see that as being like, oh, this is something we've never really seen. 
and right, that, so. that would give it a little extra oomph, I guess. Yeah. It really caught fire because yeah. you know, people were hungry for uh, hopping vampires. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I could, I could imagine a movie being better than this in comedy. Like, I can... For sure. Yeah, this is... I wouldn't call this a great right. movie I mean, in terms of, like, filmmaking. Like, like the I would, story I'd call is, it a good movie, but... Yeah, like, I loved it. Yeah. I, and especially when... When any time... Like, I'm a sucker for any time... Taoist priest is doing, you know, writing up the the sacred spells on the yellow paper, doing right, all that. Right. Like anytime that's going on, I'm I love it. There's a part of this movie towards the beginning where it's kind of slowly meandering around, and we know like, well, this vampire stuff is coming, but not necessarily the best. Uh, like even the whole movie doesn't really have like a great story or anything. It, right, like the the um, arc is kind of confused. Yeah, it's it's so it's not a great movie in that kind of terms. And yes, there are definitely better movies from Hong Kong in 1985 and not in Hong Kong. <laughs> um but once like I don't know about halfway through it, after everything after that, man, I was just like on Yeah, board. it does at some point, it just kind of builds up enough steam that it's just, like, it's just fun. Right. And you start getting all the, like, the fucking wire work and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, it's like the fun thing where he's, like, tying that whole, like, cat's cradle thing to catch the vampire yeah, as it yeah. jumps off the balcony. It's just, like, it's just fun. And, right. And you start getting into, like, that stunt work where the yeah. you're like, oh, wow, this guy's just hopping over things right, everywhere. Right. and. <laughs> Yeah, that guy, I don't, I can't remember his name. It's Chin Siu something. And um, whenever, because I'm not familiar with him, so I mm-hmm. look him up. And I'm like, he's jumping around and he does some, you know, Jackie Chan level stuff. Yeah. Um, and he's the brother of this guy named Chin Karlock, who is very famous um, and, and in a lot of movies is Jackie Chan's double. Oh, well, so they I, they must have all had uh, Peking Opera training or something. I don't know that they went to the same school, but hmm. um, they're all uh, equally skilled. Yeah. Um, the main guy, Lam Ching Ying, is also he's kind of the um, the hapless guy, the the other assistant who's always like the other assistant fumbling everything no that guy is um ricky hui ricky hui okay he's a big comedian in hong kong okay um his brothers and him uh in the mid 70s started making movies like ricky was like a bit actor in a bunch of shaw brothers movies and stuff Hmm. like non-comedic roles and stuff like that but then in the mid seventies, him and his brothers got together, started making movies, and they were like the biggest hits of the year. Every year, every time wow. they'd come out, they were just like giant. So by Mr. Vampire era, like that guy is a massive star. Okay, um, it, he's in a, a supporting role here, and then the main guy, the guy that they are assistants to, is Lam Ching Ying, who. Um, was a stuntman and worked a lot with Sammo Hung. Mm. Um, and this movie is like what 
kind of put him on the map as um, an actor, or whatever. He's in a bunch of other stuff before this, but like this kind of his breakout role. I yeah, guess. like this is the one where people were like, "Oh shit, yeah. this guy's awesome!" Now he's a prominent role that made yeah. him front and center. Yeah, like I don't know if it's his first starring role because I know he's in he's in some of Sam Hung's movies before this in a pretty big role but i don't know anyway yeah. whatever yeah and that's that's something about this movie it was kind of hard to tell who the main character was yeah like, i still don't really know who the main character was like, well, because you've got the two assistants right but it's like and they're kind of the main characters but it's kind of like i feel like the comedian guy was kind of the main character it seemed to be more focused on him than the other guys but at the same yeah. time not really focused on him enough that he's what the movie was about yeah well and that's the thing about this movie like it doesn't have uh that traditional sort of story arc right where we would see the main character and he would start here and start there it starts with uh ricky hoy so you think like right and that kind of gets it into your head he's who you're gonna be following and like you do spend a lot of time with him i would say that that lam ching ying is more the star but then at the same time he's not really in it yeah any more than the other guys and and i think what also gives uh hui the uh the kind of the the main character vibe is that he feels like the underdog yeah because the other two guys are like really competent they are for sure yeah even the other assistant guy even though he messes up he seems like he's he's really on his game for the most part especially when he starts flipping around and doing all like climbing walls and stuff and so it feels like the the comedian guy is the guy that is like he's the guy who's going to be growing and becoming more or or overcoming the odds yeah and so it just kind of feels like he should be the main character and then it's like then it doesn't really go that way so it it was a really confusing one for the movie to be like who am i rooting for are these guys going to be in like are they rivals are they buddy like a team up movie or what yeah yeah. like what is this movie trying to do and it's kind of garbled there i think right and at during the the beginning i don't know the first half or whatever it was kind of bothering me because i thought oh man you know Mr. Vampire. I've heard nothing but, you know, oh, Mr. Vampire, this is a great movie, and a big, big movie started mm-hmm. a series, you know, for years. And then I'm watching, and I'm like, this, this, you know, it's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? I mean, the first scene is great. I, yeah, The first yeah. scene starts off good, and you're like, okay, this is good. And then it kind of slowly sort of meanders around while we meet other characters, and then they dig up the, the corpse, and... And you know, and all that's in, in fine, but it was just like, where is this movie going? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, come on, kinda, you kind of lose a, a a proper yeah focus in the film. Yeah, and like, I'm I'm I've seen a lot of Hong Kong movies, so I feel like I know what to expect, and like, I don't necessarily expect that sort of looseness. There's a lot of. Um, times where hong kong movies will mix a lot of shit together and change tones and but 
I don't know, just uh, that kind of just yeah, this, shitty sort of storytelling is not... Yeah, it, it didn't seem like tone shifting so much as plot shifting. Right, and, like it just didn't know what, <clears throat> what was going on. Like the ghost girl shows up, and you're like, well, what's going on now? And then she like bangs her head on the tree, which is funny. And I, I have <laughs> yeah. to admit, I was rolling oh, on I, that. I but... enjoyed that, yeah. <laughs> and then you're just like, okay, that was it? Like, it's just... Right, and then the... like an hour later, she shows up again. Right, like, right. It's like, whoa, okay, she is important, but she... Wait, what? It's... Yeah, and, and she ultimately is a very enjoyable part of the movie, but like right. she's just kind of this side thing that happens, and it doesn't really like connect to anything else it's just this other thing that's happening right right and it adds a lot of great stuff like when she's flying around and stuff but um just seems like it could have been integrated in a much more coherent way than it right right so and that's where i think the uh the director ricky lau i don't know anything about him this is the first movie i've seen Mm -hmm. so i'm not terribly uh confident (laughs) um in his skills as a filmmaker necessarily and like at least as a storyteller because other aspects of the movie are great the action stuff is all great right yeah and uh it's a lot of fun with their yeah and i like and then the characters like in terms of just writing the characters are all like fun and unique and and, yeah they've they're definitely distinctive yeah they stand on their own so so it's not it's just it just feels like it needed somebody to kind of pull it together right and and rein it in and sort of figure out what the story was to tell yeah so i feel bad you know it's like i have to talk negatively about a hong kong movie <laughs> this isn't this is not uh in not my normal. wheelhouse yeah. you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And, and I feel bad because I loved this movie. It was yeah, great. It, it, I enjoyed it. It is it. a very fun movie. Yeah. And it it just, you kind of have to navigate its bizarre twists and turns. Yeah. I feel like the more I see it, like if I watch it multiple times, I'll sort of forgive it more and more. Yeah, I think so. I think at that point I'd just be like, okay, I know it's not going to yeah. Function this way and just look forward to the more enjoyable parts. Where like right, which are super enjoyable. Yeah, like f- the the whole fight scene <laughs> with the ghost girl when she's like yeah. her face turns all melted or whatever, yeah, and, yeah. and the one part where her hair just spikes out and <laughs> yeah, the head flies around, like fucking heads flying around. Yeah, that was just a really fun scene. Yeah, and, you know how can you not like a movie that does that? But, right, and then the the. The fight, it's not, I mean, I guess it's a fight. The fight where, where they're, uh, the, the fresh vampire, <laughs> the, where the guy is turning into a vampire. Right. Um, after the, the full on corpse vampire had, had bitten him. Mm-hmm. And then they're fighting like in the police yard oh, yeah, thing yeah. there. And there's all that like choreography where he's getting yeah. thrown against the wall and the smashing tables on him and <laughs> all that stuff is fun. Yeah, there's a lot of of fun stuff there. Yeah. Like when the guy is tied to the chair so he won't run off to the ghost and gets attacked (laughs) by the other, and they're like, (laughs) good old chair fight. Yeah. And and then the master's like trying to. That scene was just great because there's like this completely different things going on that are mashing into each other. Right. 
and you know, and the and the masters for was like help me. He's like I am out there fighting the ghost, and he's like, what do you think I'm doing out here? And, and just the whole thing of finally really, oh crap, he's a vampire. Damn. Yeah, and uh, I did like their solution. It was just like, oh, I'm just gonna cut my nails. <laughs> you take a file to his fangs. It's like, oh, now he's not a vampire anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm i just trying to remember, like, all the little tools and stuff where he's, he's like, oh, bring me my ink pot and, yeah, and the uh, fun little stuff there. The wire, whatever that was, you know, like, it's it, it seems like the ink goes in and then it goes on the wire. Yeah, I think they, they soak the wire in the ink or something. Yeah, and the ink and, is part chicken blood. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, mix the ink with the chicken blood. Yeah. Dip it in this cord that soaks it up, and yeah, and then they like put it around the guy. Yeah, it was really cool how they were doing the, the stripes on the coffin. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, oh, I, th- I like I thought they were just going to be like painting, and right. then they're like, I'm like, what are they doing? And then they like got this rope and they're whooping. Yeah. Like, oh wow, that, that that's a really cool way to. That one. Yeah, that... I, I never would have thought of that, but <laughs> somebody did. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know if that's a tr- traditional thing or if they came up with that for the movie i would imagine it's part of the the ritualistic sort of element right, right. um but speaking of chicken blood <laughs> brings me to the uh the classic um staple of 70s and 80s hong kong movie the the live uh animal abuse on screen <laughs> right <laughs> where they they uh in it, all of these uh, black magic movies or anything with the uh, spells or something they usually need some kind of chicken blood or uh some kind of sack venom sack or something from a snake you get both of that here both of those are contained here and uh both of those are actual real uh real animals being killed on screen yeah and like i don't know how you feel about it but it's uh it's a little sad, but and it's like, I, don't know, I mean, it's like if you're going to kill the animal anyway, I mean, does it really make it any worse that it's on screen rather than just doing it in a slaughterhouse or somewhere? You know, I mean. Right. Yeah, no, it's, 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 I feel also conflicted where it's like, I'm sad because I don't want to see anybody getting killed, any you know, creature. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I mean. Like that chicken, his days were numbered anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, he was gonna get eaten. Some, but somebody was gonna eat him. And then, right, right. <laughs> you know, it was kind of like, I mean, I have chicken for dinner uh, every once yeah, in a while. Yeah. You know, it's like I can't really condemn it too much without condemning myself in a way. I mean, right, right. I just, uh, I don't. There's part of me that that. I don't want to say I like it, but it does add an authenticity that wouldn't be there otherwise. Like right. if they just said, get the chicken blood, and then they like poured a bowl that looked like blood or whatever. There's something to that real element that uh, adds to the thing to me. for me. I'm fine that like they don't do it anymore, and they use like a fake chicken or whatever. Right. That I'm fine with that also. Um, I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
confusing. Like the it's film confusing, itself. yeah. It's, it's, it's uh, not as I will say in this movie, it's not as bad as in a lot of movies because <laughs> there's like. In a lot of Shaw Brothers '70s movies, they like skin snakes alive. Oh jeez, <laughs> shit! Like, so that shit is way harder to watch than than this, where it seems like the snake is dead. Yeah, it looked like the and snake was like, kind of already dead by yeah. the time they started chopping it. And they're pulling out the little venom sack or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, some something. Yeah, something for the witch's brew. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um. Yeah, so, uh... <sighs> yeah. yeah. That was the weird, uh... Like, I expected more of that romance arc to complete, too, where there was... Because there's the girl. The girl, yes. That they're fighting over her, and they're, like, they're trying to get her, they're trying to protect her, and then there's there's this whole weird thing going on. Like, she goes into the perfume store, and the guy gets confused about right, her being a yeah. prostitute, and then there's there was something else weird. Like, the, the rice salesman guy, too. It's just like, there were these weird little things that, like, popped up, like, they were going to be more important than they were. Yeah, well, the rice... I guess, I mean, he, that one kind of, that one does kind of tie in, but at the same time, it felt like Oh well, crap! We got the wrong shit. Like, oh well, like it moved. Like it just move on. Yeah. Like it just. I will say for the rice shop, like the guy who plays the the owner of the rice shop is a very famous mm. um, Hong Kong actor director, and he at in the eighties was like cameoing and everything. So. Whenever he's doing a cameo role, they usually like give him a few minutes, right? To even show his if stuff. whether it's necessary or not. And so, like, I couldn't tell you whether that scene was necessary because I like him a lot, <laughs> so I was just like enjoying it. Um, but he's uh, his name is Wu Ma, and he directed a bunch of Shaw Brothers movies and was like a. Um, kind of a protege of Cheng Che. Hmm. And uh, he was still directing, I think, in the 80s. But anyway, he's in a shitload of movies. and yeah. Especially at this time, like, he, he must have been friends with Sammo Hung or something because he's in, like, literally every Sammo Hung movie no, wow. for, like, a minute or two or something. Um, So that's... I can explain that scene with that. Right. And also they needed, like, to kind of explain why it wasn't pure sticky rice that they got yeah yeah but uh the other like the love part it just you know i don't really yeah it kind of felt like it wasn't going anywhere like it was gonna be like this big competition but then it wasn't and yeah and i don't did they ever they don't ever really resolve that no or no they kind of they end the battle with the, the the bad guy i guess the big yeah the, the, the main the main vampire, vampire. that they're trying to hunt down and then it just kind of ends with, oh, shit, our house is on fire. Ah! Freeze right, frame, right. credits. Like, that's it. Right, like, right. And there's no, like, moment where somebody grabs the girl and, like, oh, you're safe now. Or she, like, yeah. chooses somebody or something. It just sort of... I'm not surprised by the ending because that kind of super abrupt ending is, like, classic Hong Kong. Um, 
especially like nowadays they try to be more like western movies so it'll be more of a standard ending but back in those days 70s 80s 60s whatever abrupt as fuck ending was like <laughs> pretty much every movie so i'm not surprised by that but no, like, i mean that was fine but it was just like well, what happened with the you know right they don't that. go into and that's part of like the thing where it's like there's not defined story right because i mean character arcs because it didn't even need to be like something at the end there that would have messed up the end i mean just some part in there where one of the guys like rescues her or some, she rescues yeah, something yeah, yeah. and some scene where she will like accept that or gravitate towards that character right whichever one she would have picked and yeah yeah just to kind of give a okay this is how that ends this right. is where that arc is going and instead yeah, it just kind of doesn't do go any, anywhere. <laughs> don't do anything with that at all, yeah. And I'd like to say that like maybe they explored in the sequels, but I was looking up the sequels uh, yesterday, um, and from what I could tell, I haven't seen any of them, so I don't know. But from what I could tell, the sequels are not actual like direct sequels. They're just, mm, just like... Other movies with that other concept. Other m- movies with the concept, with the name, with some of the same guys but not like the same characters, not the same time period, not just like completely different movies in the same kind of vein. Um, and I could be wrong. There could be one that's an actual sequel. I don't know. Yeah. But there's like, there's too many of these movies to <laughs> look really up and figure, figure it out. Yeah. And I'd rather just watch them anyway. Right. Um, well, you'll find out when you see them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Again, you know, I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. Um, I just don't remember what the fuck I was talking about before, or what I any, what I want to talk about. And yeah, the cameo of Wuman, the in the yeah, the unresolved. Yeah, there's a lot of just yeah unresolved in this movie. Right, right, and then like yeah, like I feel bad harping on that because there's so much that's fun in the movie as right, well. Like I. I don't want to give this impression that it's overbalanced with right and that that's that's important that thing is like this movie is super fun and there's just a lot of good high quality entertainment contained within it right it just it doesn't back that up with with something to like a story to latch onto which would like make it this great yeah. like yeah. 100% movie right it's just it's just yeah it gets it's, it's missing the narrative but it's right it's got the comedy and that's yeah it's got the comedy it's got it's, the action what it really needs so right. it, it has the things that it really needs to be worth watching and right. enjoy it's just it, it could use that extra layer to really finish it off right and i mean yeah it just that's what it is it's really and it's so it's hard to talk about the movie Without always being like, but, <laughs> like, you know, because that's wish, just how the movie yeah. is. Yeah. So it's it's kind of a disjointed, like, oddity of just, yeah. here's, here's stuff that's happening, and it's fun. Just accept that it's yeah, there. Yeah, and it's and, it just, yeah, just go with it. Just have fun. Um, which is, you know, my, my sort of uh, mantra <laughs> watching... <laughs> movies um i don't want to say this is a b movie because it's not but right. but uh the general mantra of of watching b movies is like okay just 
Shut the brain down. <laughs> it doesn't need to make sense. It doesn't just matter. Enjoy the moment. Just just watch the fun parts and, and sort of try to piece the rest together if you can. But otherwise, fuck it. Yeah, just. <laughs> and so that that's just kind of how you have to watch Mr. Vampire. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, <laughs> do you have anything else to say about this movie? Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's just funny humor in it. And yeah, it's it's funny. It's, it's it's got some good action. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not well choreographed. Yeah, it's, when it's it's doing things like that. It's very well choreographed, but it's not like traditional fight choreography or anything like right, that. Right, right. I mean, it's but at the same time, I I was especially in the in the one where the guy's undressing and they, he's like forcing the other guy yeah, to, yeah, to yeah. manipulate him. And there's a scene where they're both on the screen simultaneously doing the exact same thing. Yeah. And it's like, but the one guy isn't even looking at the other guy. He's, they're both facing the same direction. So the one yeah. guy, they're both looking straight towards the camera. So the guy in front is not seeing what the guy behind him is doing. He's just got to trust He's just gotta know, that they're yeah. actually in sync <laughs> and they are and they're like they're acting the, yeah you know, they're just they're timed just right to each other as, with all the actions and stuff and so i was like wow that was like that must have taken some practice to get that down i mean for sure yeah no, great choreography throughout it's just whenever i say choreography i just want to make a distinction that it's not straight up like fight choreography right because right. especially with like Lam Ching Ying is a hardcore martial artist and in the Sammo Hung movies he's like like fucking amazing <laughs> with fighting and uh the other guy not not uh Ricky Hoy the comedian but the other guy Chin whatever I forget I feel bad I don't know his name <laughs> but that guy is also like he's he's in a bunch of Shaw Brothers movies as a fighter so yeah um if you know them you might ex- assume there's some fights and there's some loose fights yeah um but uh more more action choreography yeah, and like generalized supernatural yeah. sort of choreography and stuff like that right right which i love yeah, yeah i mean it's it's a lot of fun when those scenes are right in high gear it's they're ramped up in there <laughs> the other thing i was thinking when i was watching this movie uh thinking about you i was thinking like fuck i wish i wish we didn't watch kung fu cult master right before this in terms of like the hong kong stuff because man that movie is just balls to the walls fucking action effects <laughs> right and i was just thinking like man this is like kind of a <laughs> kind of a step down yeah like it's fun as this is like yeah i mean i i can see that but you know i wasn't thinking of it in terms of that i was just like and it was i i i know but i was just was like, like oh man <laughs> i hope it works out <laughs> <laughs> i just get worried whenever i'm showing things to people even though i haven't seen this it's just i always feel like oh i, I hope i hope they like it <laughs> and so whenever i'm watching the the podcast movie i'm always thinking that like oh how's this gonna play <laughs> Um, I I kind of think that too. Whenever I'm throwing an anime, at you yeah, know, yeah. Like, what will will think about this? Yeah, kind of awkward phrasing there. What will will think? <laughs> will will yes, good old will will. Uh, English, where you can wind up saying the same word twice in weird ways. Well, yeah, it's 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 my fault for having a name that's also a word. <laughs> you know, 
I mean, just the other day I was writing one of the reviews. I think I was like, I, I'd come up, I was just naturally writing the sentence and it just kind of came up of do, do. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm like, God damn it. That is grammatically correct. But yeah. now it just sounds like do, do like, no, no, I got like, I got to rewrite the sentence. And now I got to completely restructure the sentence. Right. Just, I'm like, damn it. That is grammatically what I need to do there. So I need to just completely rewrite this sentence. <laughs> this is just sounding dumb now. <laughs> That no, that happens to me too. Where I'll come up with a that that or a had had or something, yeah, like, and, and I and like it's correct, but I always sometimes I'll leave it. But I usually yeah, end usually up. Usually, I like it when that happens, and yeah. I feel kind of bad about cutting that because it just feels fun and goofy. Yeah, like doo doo. I but the doo doo. Yeah, I don't, I, I, don't, I don't know. That one's going a little too far. <laughs> like I hadn't run into doo doo before. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I don't know that I've ever run into that either, but. I mean, I don't know. If it were me, I'd probably have left it just because, you know, <laughs> fuck it. We got to. Maybe got, I should have. Maybe I should go back and, and just and put it back in. Leave it in and just be like. Yeah, we got a, a, a side shit joke, you know? <laughs> I'm all for it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just kind of. Yeah, fun linguistic. That, that's, ingu- that's English. <laughs> English. Um, although I imagine things, other things similar to that, are occurring in other languages. Yeah, I mean, there's there's got to be some. I know there's a lot of puns in Cantonese. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily understand them because right, I don't understand right. Cantonese, but I know that that a lot of humor comes out of puns in Cantonese. Yeah anime humor is very much like the Japanese humor is very much like okay. that. And so, Japan has tons and tons of puns just the way their language has evolved. Yeah. Um, having taken uh, the Chinese out, like writing system, right, which doesn't quite match up with Japanese. But so it, that gave them a lot of homonyms and homophones. Yeah. Because the, there were, I guess, different versions of it that came in at different times. So there's just been so many combined meanings oh, okay. there you go. and so many uh, different ways to pronounce the same symbol because there'll be the Japanese way to pronounce it and there'll be the the, the way that the whatever Buddhist monk was pronouncing it yeah. and coming in. And so there's just about every written symbol has several different ways to say it wow. and probably a few different meanings. So there's a lot of ways to combine them into weird pun-inducing movies. Huh. Like Rumiko Takahashi is like okay, she is like her humor is so pun filled that I don't even think half of her the humor translates over for things like uh, Ron Mahaff and Urusei Yatsura. Yeah, like so much of her stuff is pun filled. I remember the uh, the Urusei Yatsura DVDs coming with these little like slip cards of uh, oh, translation really? notes to explain oh, cool. all these weird little puns like that you'd that. never get and. I like that. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff like like Stephen Chow um, comedies. He's known for like uh, his his greatness with uh, punning Cantonese words, and you know, because like you're saying, like, words will mean different things and stuff right, like that. Right. He's known for that, and like I'm watching the movies. I'm having a, I'm having a blast. I don't like. There's things where you can tell, like, oh, okay, that's definitely a joke, and I don't know what the fuck he's talking about, <laughs> right? Um, but most of them, I mean, they still plays pretty well. 
but mm. I like the idea of the card that's explaining things. <laughs> Hong Kong movies are never going to do that, but maybe if right. uh, if they got a U.S. release where somebody actually cared, <laughs> we might. Yeah, I've never, yeah, I like that. I think eventually they stopped having the card and yeah. they started just putting it on the DVD itself as just in the special features. Oh, just a list of on the, yeah, uh, so it was actually on the disc, which was nice because I was getting the disc from Netflix, so it meant I wasn't getting the uh, card anymore. there you so go. I was like, oh, they put it on the DVD, cool. Now oh, I can, that's cool, yeah. Now I can see these notes again without <laughs> having the, the packaging and the original stuff. So that was fun when I was going through that series. Yeah. The movies or the series? Um, I think both of them. Okay. Because they're all because all the Urusayatsu stuff was put out, but in America at least by the same company. Oh, okay. So they, so were, they just all yeah. So they they all have a matched up. Uh, well, that's nice of them. Edition kind of. They all look the same. They all yeah, have the yeah. same format and all same that, menus so. and everything. Yeah. Wow. Same box design and for the. So if you lined all, like thirty or. 40 or god knows what however many there are discs oh, of it <laughs> they'd, they'd all look like uniform on oh, the shelf okay. did they make a picture no i think it's just like a uh, weird like tiger stripe pattern that oh, okay. just kind of goes just goes across. through yeah i like when things make a picture <laughs> yeah I, I, I think for like, <laughs> like several dozen those kind of getting a little too big to yeah set that yeah, up yeah it'd be but... one hell of a of a like a wide shot you <laughs> yeah, could, could throw like every character on there yeah you probably could and there's a lot of characters in there <laughs> uh, but, oh well so yeah that's cool though i like that i wish more more things yeah i, I, more I wish translated were, things had stuff like that yeah i wish there were more anime that did that there's, yeah XL Saga is the only other one that I know of that does that, where it hmm. has a lot of translation notes in it. That's cool. And XL Saga does them as subtitles, kind of. Wow. Like there's a like, thing is playing. Yeah, so it's like you'll be watching it, and they've got the dialogue subtitles, and they'll just be if you have it set to do this. I think it might just be like a different camera angle or something setting wise. Uh -huh. it might tech technically not be subtitles, but yeah, it like just pops up these little like balloons over the screen oh, that'll weird. like point to an object on the screen and say this is da -da -da -da, and just give like this explanation, which in some ways is good and in other ways it makes it take twice as long because now you got to pause it to actually feel yeah. like oh and there's too much shit going on now. But well, that would be fun to go through it at least once or something. Yeah, yeah. To if you just of... watch it raw yeah and then turn it on and want and so at some point when i one of the times i watched that series i watched it with those things on and it was a lot of fun to yeah get a lot of extra background info that's, on i feel like like that's what like especially with those stephen chow comedy movies he makes references to a bunch of hong kong movies like like he'll make fun of hong kong movies uh within the other movies and so mm -hmm. like if you haven't seen a bunch of hong kong movies you don't know what the fuck he's talking about right and so like there's one and i can't remember what it is but he has these dream sequences and they're specifically based on like big hit hong kong movies from the <laughs> year prior and so like if you've seen those movies they're fucking hilarious because mm -hmm. it totally like you know rips on those those uh those movies but if you haven't seen it they don't make any sense and you're just like okay why is he in a boat now <laughs> like this is like what the fuck right um and so i i i envision some sort of release where they they have a little pop-up and says oh this is this fucking movie and you know so it sort of explains it because i sometimes will see people uh write reviews of these movies and 
and say, oh, it's not funny, I don't get it, whatever, it's lost in translation. It's like, no, you're just like... Yeah, you need to be... You just need a little more, like a little, a little step up, you know? To, like, to... like, and that's how I was when I first watched them. When I was a teenager, I didn't get it. And it was just like, I don't know, fuck these Hong Kong <laughs> comedies. I don't get it. I'm not funny. And so, like, now that I have seen more movies and I or understand them more, I... I feel like I want to help the world. <laughs> I want to, you know, <laughs> share the knowledge. And I, so now you're telling me of these, these DVDs and these fabled anime DVDs <laughs> that actually, you know, contain this help yeah, so, for the Western viewer. Right? Yeah, like, th- those are the only two series I know of to do it. I'm sure there's probably been something else that did yeah, that. Yeah, but, but oh, man, just just that anything did yeah, it. It's it, just like this is it, yeah. this is great. This is kind of what needs to happen because it's. There's so much like cultural differences and stuff like that that unless you're like really steeped in you know watching like shit ton of anime or whatever right you know you're not gonna even all even if you do there's a lot of just like cultural references to yeah. things that went on in Japan at the time that you just wouldn't you just have don't any know, knowledge yeah. of that's and, like yeah like you gotta watch regular Japanese movies and. And TV and TV, what, whatever was going and, on in the yeah. news at the time, and, and you know you can't live through Japan in that era. Right, right. Yeah, that reminds me. There was on the Escaflone. You were telling me about the club Escaflone, and I do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I watched um, one of those, and it wasn't the one you were talking about. Um, I don't remember which one it was, but they were. He had like the the girl who does Hitomi's voice mm-hmm. and he was talking to her and there was uh, a guy and another girl and I don't remember who they were but anyway they 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 were the one guy the older guy had been on some like like big giant detective show and that's mm-hmm. like what he was famous for and it mm-hmm. was one of the biggest shows in Japan and so then he was saying it and the girl who played Hitomi was just like, Oh, what is this show? And everyone's like, what the fuck? (laughs) How do you not know what this show is? And so then the guy that was on the show started fucking with her and he's just like, yeah, I was this detective and I wrote poetry and I did all this stuff. And she was like, Oh, that sounds like a very interesting show. And they're like, that's not what the show is. And they just like are making fun of her. And she's like, I don't, I don't watch the TV. I don't know. And I feel bad. And she was very like, I felt bad for her because she was so innocent and like, Oh, it was so funny though. Uh, yeah, I need to need to go back and watch the rest of those. <laughs> I think it was like the first one, whatever it was on the. Yeah, it wasn't it was on the probably first the first disc, one because it sounds like because he told me being the main yeah yeah you, she would have been the first one to show up in that. But it was fun. Think. I enjoyed but, it. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it was a goofy, weird little thing. Did he still have like the fake mustache? And he the, had no. He had um, he had like a look. And I don't want to. I think he had like a drawn-on mustache, oh, like, like, it <laughs> like on that one. And I remember you were saying the big fake one, and I was like, "Oh, he's just drawn it on." But then I think at the end of that one or something, they show him like getting dressed up, and he puts on a big fake mustache. <laughs> and I started the next one, and that was the one you were talking about. And right. I was just like, "Oh, okay, yeah. now he's in that." And so I got the idea that. 
he probably changes in each yeah, one, however yeah. many there are. I don't know. Yeah, but, I don't. I, I mean, I just had. Se- I've just seen the one, so I just know yeah. what he did in that one. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. may have been dressing up differently <laughs> in other ones or something. So, yeah. Um, and they did. They were talking about uh, uh, who's the pervert and all that stuff in in the first <laughs> one that I watched too. So. Oh wow! So he maybe just asked everyone that, right? No, he he was. Yeah, they they. He had his line of questioning. You <laughs> <laughs> wanted to know about perverts, right. and and the girl who plays Hitomi was all like bashful, <laughs> like, "Oh, I I don't want to talk about this stuff. And I didn't I didn't expect this to be like this." <laughs> and everyone else was just like like very gregarious about it and <laughs> laughing and stuff. So it was it's just interesting, like the. Uh, the way they were talking about it, uh, everything, and it's like, oh, their culture is so much, like, if it was an American bunch of actors, there's no way that they would just <laughs> randomly start talking about this kind of stuff or whatever. Right, right. It just, the flow of it was so different. Yeah, It yeah. was just like, what? So, wow, this is this is Japan. And so I love that kind of stuff. Right. And, uh, yeah. Not that that has anything to do with Mr. Vampire, but, uh, you know, this is... Uh, this is the podcast. Yeah, we we, we love our <laughs> yeah. tangents. Yeah, we just roll around and uh, pick up whatever dust we find yeah. <laughs> laying around. Like old kitty hiding under the bed and <laughs> drags out all the dust bunnies with it. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else about Mr. Vampire that's coming to mind? I don't, I don't think so. Not. I mean, I, I'd, just, I'd just be mentioning other scenes that are kind of more illustrative of what we've already talked about but yeah i can't yeah i yeah. honestly can't think of anything else um other than you know i i, I really enjoyed all the characters i really liked yeah. the uh the like his buddy the lam ching ying it's like a taoist priest and then he had his friend that was like also the Taoist priest. Right, the other guy, the who guy was, who was like controlling the. He had yeah, his like little troop of, of vampires. I wasn't sure. Like, like was he the big honcho in charge of every? He seemed in some ways like he was the boss of everybody. Yeah, and but he, at the same time, he was like kind of the the comedic foil to the competent guys. Of yeah, like, like you know, they they go out and they're both doing the whole like. They like bite their fingers and, and yeah, and and, but the he's wolf. like, oh, oh, I gotta do the. He looks over, oh yeah, that, that I gotta finish the gesture, and and he was always like, no, let me do this one. I want to do this one. <laughs> like, I really liked that guy. Yeah, he, he was, was fun. He's funny. He had the you know the little. I mean, how can you not like a a guy that has eight vampires just hopping around at his little? Yeah, uh, I mean that bell, was you know that was kind of it was just like oh we're just he just has some vampires that he just has as pets or something. I don't know. Like, they're just yeah, there. I don't know. And then I think at the end he referred to them as customers or clients Yeah, like his or clients something. or something, yeah. which was kind of like, <laughs> he's like, no, my clients, and runs over to him and it's like, oh, well, like, uh, so I was kind of like thinking like, what, what, what is going on in this place? Right. <laughs> like, why do you just have vampires lying around everywhere? But just but. calling them the clients, it made me think of like, well, maybe they're, the families of these of these yeah, people wasn't were sure. like paying him to yeah, when, watch them or something or yeah when he first said it i wasn't sure whether it was just like the families were going to get upset that their <laughs> dead loved ones were on were burned right right this, but and then i kind of 
eventually kind of came to this conclusion that no, the, the vampires themselves were his clients. That he was like they were that paid to take care of these corpses and yeah, keep them safe and whatnot. And that's like, yeah, maybe that, before they died, they were. It like, kind of made me think of him in, like in the spiritual sense that these are still people that he is working with. Yeah, and that he sees them as people. He doesn't see them as just. Right bodies to they're be his responsibility yeah they're like they're his partners i guess yeah his business yeah. partners in I a like way that. and I so like it's that. like so he was and so they all <laughs> they all died and then so he felt uh, bad yeah I, like, I, I guess <laughs> i mean maybe could have doused it in time i don't know maybe you yeah know, i don't know kind of it does just kind of end right there in the middle where he's just like no yeah i Anything could happen from that, but... Yeah. Well, he's one of the actors. Uh, pretty much all of the main actors, the the ghost lady, the mm-hmm. the main girl that they're kind of fighting over, um, all of those guys, like, they're all in the sequels. I don't... Like I said, I don't know that they're the same characters, but... Right, right. But uh, they all return in the various movies, um, even in that that newer one rigor mortis like a bunch of them are in that movie as well right. so um so, so yeah, yeah i i would say i'm looking forward to other movies in the series of the sequels yeah whether they are proper sequels or just something else that happens to be on the se- the theme so right right yeah well you know you hopping vampires it's fun yeah what, I mean, what can you say they're fun you, <laughs> that they're good for entertainment yeah for a laugh and for crazy action right right and and you learn a little something about the chinese mythology and their yeah. uh like you were saying the their outlook on death right and, uh so yeah and the uh little taoist uh sheet of enchanted paper that yeah kind of controls them yeah 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 i i love that kind of shit yeah yeah all that and making up the little potions and yeah. doing the candles and all it's that kind of stuff you just whip something out and just like, do, 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 do. Yeah, there we yeah. go <laughs> yeah like in the one where they're fighting in the prison area and he's like he gets one and he does some shit and it's like now it's on fire and he just throws <laughs> yeah. it down like that's oh, fucking badass oh god yeah and like the ghost fight when he's he does the weird little thing with the mirror and the moon and yeah, he's got yeah, this yeah. glowing knife that's flying Fuck around yeah. and shows like oh shit it's awesome. so badass, yeah. Hong Kong supernatural stuff is always really yeah. fun. Because I, I thought, like, he throws the knife and it sticks in the wall and it stops glowing. I'm like, oh, that was it? That's all the knife got to do? <laughs> I'm like, oh, I wanted it to do more cool stuff. And, and, yeah. and then it does more cool stuff. It's like, no, it's not the end. It just, he grabs it again and it, it does more stuff with him. I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you don't want to see a cool thing like that just fly into the wall and not do anything else. Right. Um, so yeah. yeah, it's, if you haven't it, seen it, watch it. Yeah. It's fun. It's very fun. <laughs> um, so, uh, I guess that's it. I'll say, uh, adios. Yeah. See ya. Under the outdoor with the steamboats, ancient goblins and wallows. Come at the grand line, making a sound. The smell of death is all around. And at night, when the cold wind blows, no one cares, nobody knows. 
addicted to the sacred place, the scene of dreams.